0: Hey guys, welcome to the Better Than Zero Podcast, where we get together each day to take whatever step we can in our apprenticeship to Jesus. Each day I'd like to begin by reading a passage of scripture from the Bible, and then focus on another aspect of our Christian apprenticeship. Today, I'd like to read from John chapter 13, and then talk about loving and receiving love. Let's get started. The Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 31. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me and just as i told the jews so i tell you now where i am going you cannot come a new command i give you love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another simon peter asked him lord Where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I am going you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. A new command I give you. Love one another, as I have loved you. How is it that Jesus is able to say that he commands us to love? How can we even come close to listening to that? If love is a feeling, a way that we feel, I'm not sure if I have control over that. Well, in the Jesus paradigm, in the Christian way of living, love is not just a feeling. There might be feelings associated with it, but it is vastly overshadowed by the fact that love is a choice. It is the choice to put the other first. It's the choice to not be selfish, but to be selfless. It's the choice to be patient when we could just fly off the handle. It's the choice to pray for those who are persecuting us rather than trying to seek vengeance, allowing God to take care of that instead. And in the case of Jesus, it's the choice of stepping down from heaven, stepping down from his throne and humbling himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. I think we need to think about this from two directions. First, how are we loving our Christian brothers and sisters? Then, how are we receiving love from our Christian brothers and sisters? How are we loving our brothers and sisters? The Bible compares The church to a body and it says if one part of the body is not doing its job then the whole body suffers but also if one part of the body is suffering then the whole body suffers with it so some people have been given gifts from the Holy Spirit from God to be able to serve and to be hospitable, to be merciful, to teach, to preach, to encourage, to do many things. The Bible lists 20 or 30 different spiritual gifts that God gave to us through the Holy Spirit so that we can serve each other, honor God, and bring the kingdom of god to those outside of the church so i'd encourage you to pray and consider what is the gift that god has given me and how can i use it part of loving one another is using the abilities and talents and resources that we have and being willing to live with open hands and share that with other people. The danger of church culture today is that we come to church and consume. We say, this is a thing that I watch happen or something that I gain from, and it should. We should grow at church, but in addition to us gaining something from church, gaining something from our Christian brotherhood and sisterhood, we should be giving something. In a symbiotic, both of us are growing and learning and being encouraged by each other. We love one another to extreme levels, um, not just at church, but in our day-to-day-to-day lives. The second thought is, how are we receiving that love? Very often in my own life, I go up to somebody and I offer, how can I help you? I can tell that you're going through a really rough time and most of the time they say oh i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine Uh, and i don't get the opportunity to help them because we live in such an individual individualistic culture that how can i ask for help that that's not what people do you just say that you're fine you're good and you move on however in just a couple stories ago we learned from Peter, who said, Jesus, no, 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 I'm gonna put this wall up. You're not allowed to wash my feet. You can't serve me. But Jesus says, this is the culture that I'm trying to create, one that we serve each other in a close and intimate and vulnerable way. So in addition to us seeking ways to love our brothers and sisters, part of the Christian life is seeking ways to be loved by our brothers and sisters. Jesus says that if we do both of these things, then people will see that and they will be drawn closer to God. They'll say, I want to be a part of this culture that this Jesus person has created. I want to acknowledge that I have been using a strange phrase. We don't use the phrase brothers and sisters all that often unless we're talking about our actual brothers and sisters. but. I say that on purpose to distinguish um, our love for one another within the church from our love from people who are outside of the church. Jesus commands us to love both, but the way that he tells us to love both is different and for different purposes. Um, In this particular case, Jesus is talking about loving people in the kingdom of God. And by the way that we love each other, we will be built up, God will be honored, and people will be drawn to Jesus. A tool that I've found very helpful in my own spiritual Christian discipleship is looking at the lives of other Christians uh, and seeing how they got it right and seeing what I can learn from them. I don't do this so that I can worship them or pray to them or anything like that. I do it just so I can learn and be encouraged by what they've done. A person who shows an example of extreme love even at the cost of her own life that I've seen is a lady named Corrie Ten Boom. Uh, The short story is she was a a Dutch woman who uh, took Jewish refugees into her home and kept them hidden from the Nazi regime in World War II. She ended up being caught She went into a a concentration camp when she shouldn't have. She did it because she was keeping Jews safe. She lived several years that. She lost her father during this time. She lost her sister during this time. She got out and instead of becoming a bitter, scary, angry old lady, she went around and told people about the love and the forgiveness of Jesus, even to the point where she came face to face with one of the guards in her concentration camp. And said, "Jesus forgives you." It's an ex- it's an incredible uh, example of um, love that could be encouraging to you. There's a movie on Amazon and probably in other places called A Faith Undefeated, and it tells the story of Corey Ten Boom. So, if you have some time, that would be a good way uh, to spend an hour or so to watch this incredible story about a wonderful Christian lady who is. I think, gotten it right in a lot of ways.